Welcome back to Nerdery and Nonsense of the Nerds with Accents Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe, aka that dude from VI, aka the Renaissance Nerd, aka your girl favorite nerd. And you can find this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Show the pod love by following us, subscribing on Apple Podcasts, following on Spotify, giving us a five-star rating and review. The review is crucial. And make sure you guys are telling a friend to tell a friend. We also welcome your feedback. So right into the show, we will read it. Tell us you like the show. Tell us you love or hate our takes or just comment on a particular episode is all good. You can do so by commenting on our Facebook page or our Podomatic page under that particular episode or hitting us up on Twitter. Our Twitter, Twitter account is TNWAPod and my social as well as JG socials is in the show notes. So basically everything you need will be in there again. Once you write into the show, we will read it. 100% guarantee. And as always, I have my guy with me, like I said earlier, JG, a.k.a. the Google Google God, the DC detractor, the mitt from Maryland. What's going on, JG? What's up? What's up? I filled my water guns with pumpkin spice lattes. I'm shooting everybody. Apple pie flavored everything file. You know it is. That's... <laughs> So P- PSL gang then? All day, every day. There's no way I leave in Starbucks without something pumpkin flavor. All right, all right. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. And we also have a, a special, special, special guest. Uh, today we have uh, Joy Santoli. And I, I did some some deep investigative research you know, to make sure I got all her titles you know what I mean? Everything she's involved in, you know, she's the owner of Santoli Productions. He's a co-creator and collaborator and actor in the web series Sand um, from Team Factor Nice. Very, very popular USVI web series. We're definitely going to talk about that in a little bit. She's also a healer, a destroyer, a warrior, and apparently a part-time model as well. And most importantly, for our purposes, she's a nerd with an accent. So, Joy, uh, welcome to the show. Um, how, how are you doing today? Hi. <laughs> I'm really excited. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What's I pre- up? <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We're excited as well to have you on the show. We know it's going to be excellent. And, yeah, man, so so we're going we're gonna to get right into it. Um, as we said and from the onset of the podcast, we're all about the listener feedback. And we had some some comments and some 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 feedback. So we won't get into that before we get into our regularly scheduled programming. Um, first off, we have feedback from uh, at the Woodman on Twitter. He said, I heard the challenge. Challenge accepted. I like for you guys to give this Monster Hunter a chance. Monster Hunter movie a chance. Let's see where they go with it. Sure, T.I. is not the best actor. But he was good in ATL and Takers. Tony <laughs> Jai. <laughs> yes, right. Laugh. It's ridiculous. Yes, laugh. Tony Jai is in it. So I'm interested off that uh, great episode. Um, thank you, The Woodman, for rating in and accepting the challenge. You know, after last week, I thought that Leo C was going to take over for you as our most frequent commenter. So I appreciate you fighting. You know what I mean? Fighting for t- t- fighting to keep the title. So, um, I mean, JG, I mean, we talked about... The Monster Hunter movie and like the, how terribly, or I guess how amazingly terrible it was. Like, you agree with this nonsense the Woodman is saying? 
The Woodman Agravery is already dug fresh for your eyes and ears alone. And we're praying for you. I hope that you uh, <laughs> come out of the theater in one piece in good health. I just played Monster Hunter earlier, so I would never say something so blasphemous and unholy. But um, mm. go ahead. I mean, <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. I mean, that's that was that was harsher than I was gonna go by. I like the energy. I mean, I mean, like I said, the woman, we we appreciate you writing in, but Takers was terrible. ATL was just all right, and that movie was was god awful. But nonetheless, we appreciate your feedback, man. I mean, I got excited when I saw the trailer, honestly, and then I saw Ti. <laughs> I mean, that that really is a sign that the movie probably ain't that good. So that's probably a good instinct that you had to enjoy. And I was like, man, why? But I don't know. It might sell because you know people like mediocrity. <laughs> they do. They do, they do. Um, and we had some more feedback from Mike G. Mike G said, JG talking talking back to ghost now. Shake my head. Is there anything this man can't do? Next time you hear a ghost, you need to hit it with the Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. JG, that did, did I do that right? Is, the, the, the that's right? You did do it right. That's hilarious. Thank you for that feedback, you know. These entities that are stacked the wall looking for fearful beings. And I ain't fearful, you check. So I just have to put my foot down and let a spirit know. You know, this is my bedroom. I'm trying to sleep and get the hell out of here. So, you know, that's just how you to handle it sometimes, man. You know, you can't be like these people in the movies. I mean, I don't see enough movies to know what to do. So, right. you know, that being is no longer here, hopefully. And um, hopefully you were talking, you were talking real confident just now. All of a sudden you say, hopefully, did, did you not slay the Jumbi? Because you're I'm supposed to be the sure Jumbi that slayer. Jumbi, that Jumbi done gone. You know, my okay. ancestors done running out. Oh, you know for sure. <laughs> I don't know for sure. But as of right now, everything is quiet. And that's all I needed to sleep. So You better just burn some sage, okay? Yes, ma'am. That's right. The, re- the real Jumbi slayer came to give you the support that you needed. So ho- yes. hopefully you're successful. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, man, that was a listener feedback this week. Um, I also noticed we did have a couple more five-star ratings. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Um, and yes, man, make sure you guys keep doing the five-star ratings and the reviews on Apple Podcasts is a really, really, really big, big, big help for us, man. So next up, um, we're about to play. One of my new favorite games I always play with with guests that we have on so that the listeners get to know about the guests, you know, what they like, what they don't like, some of their preferences. You know, this is kind of a kind of a surprise for Joy. So she so she <laughs> she might be a little on edge, but it's time. <laughs> it's time. I don't know what to expect, honestly. So let's go. All right, do 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 do. So now, now it's time to play. You know, what one of my new favorite games. What what kind of nerd are you? Yes, that's right, folks. It's time for what kind of nerd are you? You know, so Joey, basically, what's gonna happen is basically gonna give you a choice of A or B. You know what I mean? Just tell us which, which you prefer, 
And there's going to be a very, very special prize at the end of the game. I can't tell you what it is, okay? It's going to be a prize for the mystery box. But a lot is on the line, okay? It's a very okay, high stakes game. I need to take this game very, very seriously. Okay. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. That is not one of the questions, JG. Please oh, mute yourself. It would have been it would have been neither because I'm vegan. <laughs> oh, see? There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. My bad. That's I don't why, eat animals. That's dope. That's why she's a real Jumbi Slayer, and that's why I ask the questions, JG. So <laughs> damn. So, <laughs> so uh first off, cra- the Crash Bandicoot world or the Mario universe? Crash Bandicoot all day. Okay, okay. So this next question should be a little bit easier than Crash Bandicoot Racing or Mario Kart? Crash Team Racing. You don't remember when he had like, like the um the black jacket and the jump on, he had the goggles. Right. Okay, crash all day. Okay, so 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 you like the swag, that's what it is. Better swag and yeah. crash bandicoot. Okay. Uh blood bending <laughs> or lava bending? Blood bending, because I'm a water bender. Well, I'm a water sign. And mm. blood bending is just so much cooler. Like what? Yeah, I mean, it, it is pretty dope. Okay. So speaking of uh, bloodbenders, Hama or Aman? Aman. Only because he was taking people's, people's power. Right. Right. But yeah. Hama's the OG, though. She's the OG. Right. But he took it to another another level. <laughs> I was <laughs> right. legit frightened. I was like, oh, man, how are they going to kill him? Yeah, no. He was definitely a beast <laughs> villain. De- definitely one of the gold villains. Um, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Avatar Kiyoshi or Avatar Ang? Avatar Ang. Because nice. I like Kiyoshi, I love Kiyoshi, but I like Ang because, like I said, like he doesn't kill the Fire Lord, and everybody was expecting him to kill him, and um, it just went against how he was, you know, being a monk and you know, really spiritual. So it would have been odd if he killed him, and I, I'm glad that. They went that direction. It shows right. a lot of strength, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Himself. Right. Fox. Fox. Mm-hmm. So, Avatar Roku or Avatar Korra? Avatar Korra. All right. All right. Back on track. You'll scare, you'll scare me a little bit with that Avatar Ang stuff, but I appreciate that. What? <laughs> Roku <laughs> had a dragon, but it's all good. <laughs> I okay. mean, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Roku did have a dragon, right? But he's, he, he, like, he messed up. He messed up big time. True, true, true. And like, <laughs> and like, you know, Korra's out here like battling all types of different enemies in this new world. And she's a teenager, so she's already going through that whole teenage angst as it is. So right. yeah, Korra. All right, good choice, good choice. Lady Olena or Cat Stark? Lady Olena. Mm, dope. Lady Brienne. Cersei was me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know. Yo, that was was badass. Listen, she kills it, okay? All of her scenes, every scene she's in in that show is like, all right, she got it. No, yeah, big facts. She had bars throughout the whole show. You know what I mean? And a very, (laughs) very cunning strategist. So I feel you on that 100%. Uh, Lady Brienne or Arya Stark? Lady Brienne. Okay, okay, okay. Varys or Littlefinger? I like both of them. <laughs> I like both of them. But honestly, Varys. Because Littlefinger, he's really sketchy and sleazy with Sansa. Like, it's like, Fox. all right, bro, chill. Like, she's a child. <laughs> but Varys never shows any of that stuff. He's just like, you don't really know 
what Varys is going to do or what he's doing or what he's behind. And I just, I can't wait to see Winter Winter. Plus, Varys lasted the longest. It's a good choice. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go with show. Right, exactly. Depends. But in the oh, books, boy. we don't know. We don't okay. know. Okay, exactly, right. exactly. Um, Marjorie Tyrell or Sansa Stark? Sansa. Okay, I like that, I like that. Rhaegar Targaryen. You wanted to win? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, 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 I turned a corner on Sansa Stark. I, at first, I hated her, but as she developed, I, I got why she was that way in the beginning. But you know, she's a child in the book. It's like, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, Rhaegar Targaryen or Jon Snow? His dad or the son? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with Snow, man. I, he's hot, number one. <laughs> so you're picking John because you lost Steve. That's, that's just what you're saying. Yes. Correct. <laughs> relatable. Re- relatable content. Uh, Khaleesi or Cersei? Khaleesi. Okay. Right, she's the, she's, she's the, the mother of dragons, breaker of chains. Come on. Yeah. Khaleesi, all day. All right. No, th- this one, I, I think this one is tough. We'll see. Ramsey or Joffrey? Joff. Joffrey, he was a little shit though. Sorry, I don't know if we could curse. Yes, we, we Joffrey, could curse. Please curse. You know, Ramsey was a psychopath. Yeah, but Ramsey would bring the action to your front door. You know what I mean? Joffrey would just call some. He gonna delegate somebody to do something terrible to you. Ramsey gonna come I mean, to your front door and do it to you okay, himself. Yes, but you're asking like, who would I prefer as my enemy? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just who you prefer. It's basically like the best of two bad choices. Ramsey's terrible, but I'm going to go with Joffrey, man. Okay. Okay. All right. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So better leader for Winterfell. Do you think John will be a better leader for Winterfell or Sansa? I definitely will be a better leader for Winterfell. Um, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> a better leader? Yes. John or Sansa? You should be the rightful leader. I'm going to go with Sansa. Okay. 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 I'm sensing a trend. Definitely Sansa Hive. I, I appreciate it. Um, I mean, the- John Snow's... Yeah, I mean, all right, Sansa. I'm sticking to it. Okay, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But everyone is gonna choose John because he's a guy, but he's a bastard. He's not a Stark. <laughs> Actually, he's a legitimate Targaryen. But is he though? We don't know yet because the winds of winter ain't out. Okay, Continue. so you're going by the book. Okay, all right. Yeah, because your favorite author won't write the book. Okay, next question. So you prefer the book or the show? The book. Okay. But the show has some really good this like depictions of like the red wedding like yeah it, it right. yeah yeah the show okay. did a good job until it until it didn't okay all right all right so yeah, i have to start reading immediately yeah yeah you're like 12 years too late yeah. okay <laughs> pearl or garnet garnet okay amethyst or steven 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 for sure <laughs> okay mario or sonic now, this is a backbreaking question. If you get this wrong, you're off the show as of right now. It's got to be Mario, bro. Thank God. JG, you hear that? You hear that? Another person come on the show and chose Mario over Sonic. Just, just marinate in that, okay? Marinate in that. You could win the battles, but the war is still going. <laughs> what war? <laughs> Mario is so much cooler when you, when you hit the little coin. Exactly. Everything about Mario is cooler. <laughs> and then it's intense, you know, when the little red things are like coming down and then right. you like the pipe. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No, Anxiety no. levels through the roof. See that? Exactly. Yeah, you have tears. 
appreciate that. I'm glad somebody have taste on this program. So, uh, Giassi or Ilani, and obviously the character is not the real human beings. Because huh, I could tell you in real life. Well, that's the, well then let's do that. <laughs> and then let's do that too. <laughs> no, I like them both in real life. But on this show, on this show, Ilani for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Poison Ivy or Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. Okay. Would you rather have an invulnerability spell um, or have a special vampire bodyguard that would basically just appear and just protect you, kind of like what we saw in Lovecraft Country? Invulnerability. All right, Imagine all right. what you could do. I know, I know right? Ridiculous. Uh, witches or dragons? Dragons. and But dragons are witches. They're both magical creatures. Witches like, or dragons? I'm not, letting you off, I'm not letting you off the hook, Joy. You must choose. I'm a witch that rides a dragon. So, like, <laughs> both. <laughs> all right, all right. Time travel or the ability to jump from universe to universe? That's tough. I would say universe to universe because, like, Rick and Morty. Yeah. So, I, was, I, I will go with that. That, that would be dope. Okay. You right? Okay. Kumiho or vampire? Kumiho. All right. Evil Morty. Sh- I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can explain. Is she out here killing these men? <laughs> and some of them need to die. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Evil Morty or Rick? Evil Morty. I want to know what happens. And they didn't tell us anything in season four. In episode four. Season four, they didn't tell us nothing. So I want to know, like... I want to know. Yeah, same, I wanna... same. I can't wait. Evil Morty, he, like, yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's Pickle... one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I actually would take the boy rewatching it. So, sticking on that train, Pickle Rick or Tiny Rick? Pickle Rick. He's fucking niggas up. In when he gets into cousin. Yo. No, nah, you good. You go close. You good. You good. <laughs> All right. Tiny Rick was hurting. Tiny Rick was hurting inside. You remember? Right. He was hurting. Yeah, he was. He was, Rick, he was breaking Pickle down. Rick was hurting people. Right. <laughs> Pickle Rick was unstoppable. Um, bird, bird person or snuffles? Bird person. Okay. Okay. And, and, the, la- <laughs> and, and the, last, the last one. This is the most important question. If you get this one wrong, you're going to lose the game. Okay. Guava tart mm-hmm. or coconut tart? Guava all day. All right, excellent, excellent. All right, perfect, perfect. So basically, no, no for the grand prize. You know, I, I we're looking a little shaky at certain points during the game, but you, you succeeded. <laughs> but but you succeeded, and the, the, the grand prize is that basically, um, you are welcome, open invitation to come back onto the show because we have our appreciation for your nerdery. So that, yes, <laughs> I love it. All right, dope, dope, dope. So, so that's a good I'm glad you didn't ask me no anime stuff because all I know is Attack on Titan. I'd have been like, uh, next, uh, next. Yeah, no, man, I, I did my investigation. You know, my investigation didn't show that you was a nerd, I'm an anime nerd. So, I, 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 I couldn't ask you no anime questions. That wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't be fair. I mean, I know a few classics, but right, somebody. right, right. Okay, all right, dope, dope, dope. Well, thanks for playing the game. You know, now the listeners get an idea of what, what kind of nerd Joy is. So y'all know what it is. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. We're going to talk about what we care about in nerdery. And obviously, 
we talked about sand um several weeks ago i believe it was after the first episode maybe it was after the second episode but obviously since we last spoke about it several episodes ago the third episode has come out and obviously we have joy on the show one of the stars of the show so i think this will be a good time to talk about it again and you know i've been hogging the mic for the last few minutes so i'm i'm kind of let jg kind of chime in um actually no i'm sorry JG. i go i go box you out somewhere right so i kind of wanted to bring back up sound <laughs> for what i cared about <laughs> what i cared about this week because um it's really and truly it's it's a really great show like so if somehow you're listening to this show and you haven't seen sun let me give you a quick little breakdown of what it is so it's basically it's a self-funded online series that follows the lives of virgin islanders as they navigate their way through life um and basically it features um basically one of the main stars jassy coming back home from the states coming back home to st croix trying to follow his dreams to basically make a living by following his dreams, playing music and singing music, as well as, I guess, like the co-star, the co-lead, Ilani basically trying to figure out how to improve her relationship and deal with the relationship that she has with her boyfriend, Jerry, who's a, who's a little bit, a little bit shaky. And obviously, Jesse, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit shaky. I'll try and be nice. I'll try and be nice. And Jesse uh, and Ilani's path cross, as well as other characters, um, that come into the fold like joy's character who's basically alani's boss at like the corner store or whatever so mm-hmm. um what i really enjoy about this show and there is a lot to like is that i think it's really perfect for i guess this generation of virgin islanders because it basically has a, a lot of different themes like we talked about not just following your dreams but like following your dreams back home you know and getting the things you want out of a place that sometimes when you grow up there you don't really value it until you leave, you know, you leave and return. And then once you leave, you kind of say, okay, now I realize what, what we have back home, um, I guess from a thematic standpoint. And then obviously beyond that, it's shot, it shot incredibly. The acting is really good. The dialogue is really good. And, you know, it basically has a, a lot, a lot of mess. So, um, and, even beyond that just like the different lines um for even <laughs> the first episode even for the first episode when when Quasi is picking up Giassi and Giassi basically Quasi won't go inside of the airport and being he's basically, cheap. <laughs> basically being cheap because he don't want to pay his two dollars to basically pick up Giassi and he don't tell Giassi as big as you be you couldn't bring them bags <laughs> like like it's, it just have a lot of funny lines and I, I really really enjoy it so much and even so with your character and and later on, I believe is the second and third episodes with your interaction with Kevin in the shop. Like, oh, how is it that you guys get like the, how do you say that you guys get, get like the lines and the chemistry so good? Because even though you're not like quote unquote, like a co-lead, I feel like y'all, y'all chemistry and, and, and the lines between you guys pop, pop so well. Well, it's because I know Kevin, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I live with him. He's my roommate over here in St. Croix because I'm originally from St. Thomas. And um, I've known Kevin for five years now. I can't even remember. So usually when we're not on screen, that's how we communicate. (laughs) You know, but you know, he's... So it's easy. I think it's easy to act with him because I know him. Right. 
Um, but he's definitely pushed me over and over to do different scenes. He's like, no, what are you doing? Do it again. Do it again. And I, I respect that because, you know, he has a vision and um, I want to make sure that I deliver exactly what he wants. Right, right, right. And that, that's the thing. Like, it's so funny because before you said that to me, I had I had no clue. You guys were, you know, were like, you know, roommates. You guys were close mm-hmm. like that. But it's so funny. Like I said, we know the colleagues are Giasi and Ilani. But I remember even from the first couple of episodes, seeing y'all interaction, I'm just like, this is like, quote unquote, a more minor interaction. But it popped, it popped so much because it was, it was even one, one scene where, um, <laughs> one scene where Kevin is telling you he leave and walk early, and he's like, are you asking him why he leave and walk? And he's exactly. like, exactly, what do you, you want to know for? As if like, I'm the boss or something. Right, you're like, well, you want to lose your job? <laughs> like it just came across really well, man. So. And sometimes on set, a lot of the times, like Kevin will give us a script, right, and we would kind of like make it our own as long as we get the gist of the idea. So yeah, that happens a lot. Okay. Dope, dope. But yeah, man, like, um, like I said, man, if you're listening to this and for some reason you haven't watched the first three episodes of San, definitely get on it. Got get on it. I'm going to be putting that in the show notes as well as the link to donate. I've donated in the past. I believe JG has donated as well. Um, definitely something to support. But I don't want to hug all the great points. So, so JG, I mean, from what you saw in the series, like what, what, what stood out to you? I think it definitely highlights a lot of the discussions we need to have as people from the Virgin Islands. You know, uh, GRC decided to come back home because the state's life wasn't for him, which I thought was a very powerful decision. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in episode three, when they were looking at the sunset, he said, if we were in the States, everybody would be packed down here to watch the sunset. You know, people need to appreciate what they have at home and know that they're sitting on a gym, a beautiful island with a lot of different opportunities that some people just aren't afforded in life. You know, so, yeah, it definitely just highlights a lot of things that I love personally because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no different. You know, I was kind of taught to see the States as like the ultimate goal of productivity and leveling up in life. You know, I never the thought, promised land. Right, right, right. <laughs> I never, you know, I didn't really think that going back home because the States life for me, I didn't think that'd be an option, you know? So, um, I mean, matter of fact, that might even be looked down upon by some people. From yes. Home. Yes. To paint it in a positive light and show people, you know, what they're missing, basically, um, is um, very important. And I just I think a lot story. of times. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry no, 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 no. Off. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin is a funny dude. Yeah, Kevin Fox. is a funny dude. <laughs> you know. In real life, too. <laughs> I love that scene when he was, um, they were at Sibone uh, and Ilani yes. was with Jerry and Jerry went to the bathroom, right? So he come over. He was like, we girls in tonight. And then she said, hey, hey, get out of here before I get my man to beat you up. And he was like, hey, ain't no vibes. And I'm trying to be like which you. Which one? Yeah, he was like, which one? And then he was like, ain't no vibes. Because she got breakfast from G- um, GRC and dinner from Jerry. So he was like, hey, I want to be like you when I grow up. Breakfast, dinner, what you had for lunch. Right, exactly. Right. That was a funny like. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes so. you gotta have two boyfriends these days. Oh, oh, I hear it. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Well, you but heard it here to, first. Just to piggyback on what you said, um, a lot of times we don't appreciate home. We do go to the states and we come back, oh, or we don't come back 
or that we're like, oh, I don't want to live there again because there's not that much opportunities for us, especially young people. We have to create them. So a main thing with this show, what Kevin is doing is that he literally created this opportunity for us, um, us who are acting, um, everyone who works behind the scenes with you know the cameras and editing and all that stuff. So we could see what we're capable of and yeah. Yeah, for so sure. So I have a question for you guys. What do you think is going to happen to each character? I want to mm. hear your predictions. Oh, no, man. That's, that's tough, man. That's, that's, that's tough. tough. I, I like to be right. Uh, you know what I mean? This Ricard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he like to be right. <laughs> Even though, you know, he has a formidable opponent. I like to be right. I mean, mm, 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 mm. I think I think Giassi is going to keep getting called. He, I think Giassi is going to get called. <laughs> he'll, he'll get called by Ilani because she already leave him there. <laughs> leave him there a street over waiting by the sunset sending sending sad texts. So unfortunately, <sighs> I think he'll get called for a little while. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. And um, yeah, I think he'll get called. Um, I think Jerry can just keep doing his thing. You know what I mean? He, he clearly have a plan. He's very good at executing his double life. Um, maybe <laughs> Most eventually. Most men are. <laughs> right facts facts so yeah aside from that i don't know i, I think I, I, let me just be quick i think kevin i think kevin might maybe i think kevin might find a relationship that he gonna start to deal with and then he gonna hang on like that either i think he's just gonna keep not liking whatever is happening <laughs> till he figure out what he want um Aside from that, I, I don't know, you know, hopefully, hopefully Kevin give you some more lines. You know what I mean? I'll start lobbying for you. You know what I mean? To get some more lines. Because you, you don't be killing me with your little comedic, with your comedic lines. Thanks. I appreciate that. What about you? Okay. All right. Well, I think Alani eventually is going to find out about Jerry and his delinquency, his wordlessness. <laughs> and then she's going to be like, oh, shoot. Jerry don't love me no more, and then he gonna she gonna run to. <laughs> Did he ever? <laughs> good question. She gonna run to GRC, and GRC gonna be like, "Frig you! I done there with another double thing on my own." So um, yeah, he gonna just fall into the cycle himself as well, and uh, it's not gonna be good. Well, I do like your predictions. I cannot confirm any of them. <laughs> Episode so, four will be out soon. Mm, so basically you're just teasing us you're just teasing us with all our guesses okay okay yes. okay all right all right okay well um before before we move on um to the, the next topic for what we care about i had a couple of questions i wanted to ask you before we move on so okay. um i guess you kind of touched on this a little bit but i guess how i guess how do you become involved in the project just i guess just being in close proximity to kevin and then you just kind of decided to give it a try um, yes. Um, I've known Kevin for a while, like I said, and I remember him talking to me about this idea, you know, and it's basically, you know, his little baby and right. I just helped change the diverse, but <laughs> it's really remarkable that his idea is coming to fruition and we're seeing it happen. And I think that's the most exciting process. The, I think that's the most exciting part of this whole thing is like you have this idea and then now it's really happening for others to see and other people are enjoying it and giving you feedback and everyone's talking about it and wants to be a part of it. And it's just, 
it's so fulfilling. Right, dope, dope, dope. Okay, and was there was there anything that um once you guys was finished with everything you thought came out way better than you thought it would when you guys were planning it? I would say mostly just the shots. Like okay. we would have different like. Well, Kevin will have different ideas of like where he wants to shoot and then we'll go and, and it's like, eh, maybe not. And then we'll do it again. And then it looks way better than the first time that we did it. Um, I think what comes out better is like, we'll have a summary of the script and then we'll go into depth of how the script is going to be laid out. So I think it's that. Okay. And last one i i know we have to ask this question there's no there's no we couldn't not ask this question can you give us any any details or hints about episode four because i know the tl is 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 toasty for any type of information about the next episode because everybody is loving the series yes i can Uh-oh. tell you this one thing happy dancing um, over here i can't see me <laughs> happy dancing on the zoom in episode four what happens is that we go into depth about each character and what's going on. Like, Giassi has to make a decision. Ilani has to make a decision. Kevin has to make a decision. And whatever they do decide is going to affect the rest of the season. That's as much as I can say. Okay. All right. All right. Big, big pivotal episode four. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. And, I really appreciate that. And it's the longest one. So hopefully, y'all will be happy that it's a little extra. No, we're never going to be happy. We want this to, to keep going forever and ever. <laughs> forever and Donate ever. to the cause. Ask, <laughs> the link <facts>. below. <laughs> definitely, I'm going to add that link in the show notes. Definitely make sure you guys donate and support. Support it, man, because it's definitely a quality pr- product, quality project. Everything is on point. Great musical selection. Like like Joy mentioned, the area shots is fire. And I've been so happy to see Bush from back home. It made me so excited. You know what I mean? Um, everything is on point. Oh, and another thing too, um, we try our best to use all local artists in the music. Dope. And we try to use all local places when we're filming. Like that's something that we're really um, adamant about and we try our best. Because, you know, we want to showcase St. Croix. Right. You know? Right. And it's exciting. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I know definitely like John said, seeing Sibone on there, Seeing Bess on there, Bess. That, that was mm-hmm. all dope. You know, what my I mean? favorite so, bar in St. Croix, point blank, period. I love hey. the atmosphere. <laughs> Head down to best For sure. Shout out to Frank. Shout out to Frank. Um, Definitely. He was really awesome. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Big shout out to Frank. But yeah, man. So yeah, we already said enough, but I said one last time. Make sure you guys donate. The show is dope. We Now we know big pivotal decisions happening in the episode four with major characters so you know what i mean go subscribe to team factorize on youtube we're gonna have everything in, in the show notes so go subscribe donate a, donate some bread you know what i mean and get ready for a big episode for extended cut okay gonna be like <laughs> the longest episode the, ex, the extended bloopers included right 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 the longest episode so far man so shout out to son and everybody involved on that man so next up what we care about um I know me and Joy was talking a little bit about it before, and JG mentioned this show weeks ago. Um, Lovecraft Country, man. Um, really and truly, JG and Joy got me on this. I I, I, I make sure I binged everything this week to, cut, to catch all the way up. 
So, um, Joy, I know you were feeling Lovecraft Country. Um, yeah, man. Um, actually, yeah. Tell tell me how you feel about it. Um, and just in case, before before we get deep into it, I know we got a lot of feelings. If for some reason you don't know what Lovecraft Country is, it's basically it's a story following one man's journey across 1950s Jim Crow America, and he basically starts off starts off on a road trip in search of his missing father, and then it turns into this whole magical amazing masterpiece so that's my intro just in case you don't know what the show is so joy how are you feeling about lovecraft country i love it and i'm really sad that it wrapped up but it's really 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 good i've never seen anything on tv like this before masterly put together every episode feels like its own world like bubble like every episode is like a standalone episode um great acting great storytelling awesome visuals and it gets really scary sometimes <laughs> for sure for sure man like I, I i remember seeing this thing and i'm just like what the hell did jg get me into man like but i was like this, this thing is dope but jg i know you've yeah. been waiting for weeks guy were begging you not to spoil me so t- tell me how you feel about G, uh about the show after we know we wrap up their uh, season finale and everything well it's a beautiful mix of sci-fi and accurate historical depiction of a time of deep seated hatred and racism uh, segregation and you see a group of black people surviving the times during that era and also empowering themselves with a knowledge of magic that was stolen by a group of oppressive people who now claim it as their own and seek to further themselves and their own power. So that, that's like the story in, in a little nutshell right there. And um, that's what I love about it. You know, you know, I love magic, but then when you put in black people and just Afrofuturistic stuff, you know, I lose my mind. I foam it out of mouth, you know. I, <laughs> I, I order in double spice lattes and everything, you know what I mean? So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. You just got to watch the show to experience it. Right. I mean, there's, there's so many subtle details to sit down here and try to describe everything. It's just, it'd right. be a real task. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to discuss it in a little bit, but um, you definitely see some good depictions of Tulsa. You know, it was not a riot. It was a massacre. Um, you'll see some of that in the show. Uh, you definitely get to see some of the generational trauma that has passed down between father and son. You know, a lot of us, you know, experience that. And, still you know, experiencing you know, it. Still experiencing it. Um, good mm-hmm. point. Uh, there's, there's, they touch on a lot, man. They touch on a whole lot just in this one 10-episode show. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know Joy is the master of the analytics. <laughs> He's going to break it down to further detail. Um, Joel, go right ahead. <laughs> Before I start the breakdown, right? Um, what were your favorite episodes? Oh, Lord. Okay, definitely the Tulsa episode. I think that's episode nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hippolyta episode when she like basically incarnated into different beings and existences and she like met like a higher race of people or something I don't know yeah but yeah that was beautiful uh, and I think just the first one when they went on that journey when they went on that journey out there and they experienced all the madness of sundown towns and all that stuff that was just very interesting to set the scene with that and yeah that's about it that that's the thing right because you mentioned a couple of my favorites like i i think this season was so so incredible man because like my favorite episodes were episode one 
episode five and episode nine, right? So episode one, so that's what we're talking about. Like okay. when they start off, you you know, you 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 hearing about the magic that's supposed to be behind the scenes, all the magical stuff. Oh, it's a horror show. But then it's just like, yep, it's just white people being racist. You know, go go to all America. <laughs> the real <laughs> horror show. Right, right, right. Real life horror story, right? Just white people being racist in the Jim Crow era. And then all of a sudden, uh, spoilers. If you don't watch this, yeah, we're going to spoil the fuck out of this. So go this, watch this, it. this is a spoiler. <laughs> Maybe skip 20 minutes and we'll be on something else. So this first episode, the sheriffs get them in the bush, you know, they're both to be racist, you know, string them up, shoot them up, whatever they, whatever these racist people do to us. And then you just see a, a fucking vampire just, just come out. At, 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 that, at that point, I know where it was, you know, because they vampires look different than what we used to. Isn't when it I'm, a vampire though? I think, isn't it a slogan? How do you pronounce it? Slogan? Oh, is that what he said it was? Okay, okay. Well, no, wow. no, no, but Uncle George quotes um, Dracula. Yes, yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. I call him the vampire. Slugger, <laughs> wherever the fuck this shit was. When it it's just a naked mole out. rat with teeth. Go ahead. <laughs> Damage it, okay? <laughs> it's supposed to be ferocious. And this shit sound like impossible, okay, nigga? So when it just come trying to start ravaging them, like I was, I did not see it coming. Yeah, they gave us like little hints. But I didn't think it was going to be that ferocious. Then I'll come out there and just start tearing everybody up. And then... The dope thing about the show is that, yeah, it have blood, it have gore, it have magic, but it always have, like, themes. So mm-hmm. after one of these things, bite one of the police officers and Atticus Freeman, the, the, the star of the show, Jonathan Majors, is telling him, yo, you better shoot this man before he transform into one of these slow gods or whatever. <laughs> and this man nope. refused to shoot his fellow white man, and then he get tear up. You know what I mean? And that's, like, the I, perfect And I love that, that part. It was just, like, yes, die. <laughs> you, to me that episode was intense especially that last part because you're like you know when they're driving and you know they're watching the sun go down and they can't go over the speed limit because the police are behind them and it's like this is real life shit like this used to happen in several towns and like if you were caught outside they would kill you or do whatever right so, you know, Tick is racing against the sun, but not really racing. And it's like, you don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, he finally makes it. And then here we go. You know, <laughs> we're in the woods with the monsters. Yeah, dude, like, just seeing that episode, I was just like, I can't believe the first episode was that good. Like, I was, I was shocked. I was like, how is this thing this good after? And then from that first episode, I told everyone that, would listen to me to watch it <laughs> <laughs> right 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 man like just a incre- just incredible man and um uh Atticus had this one line where he said to Letty that I just I just loved man like basically she had to sprint out to save them to get flares because these things don't like light they only come out at night so this so basically Atticus is like you know it's like a dramatic moment and again just a first episode you know what I mean just giving us a little taste my boy look right at Letty a beautiful self, self journey Smollett. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm not scared because scared's not going to save us right now. You are. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like. That is so reassuring. Oh, man. Oh, man. Imagine somebody telling you that, like, in the most dangerous moment in your life. And he believes If that'll give it. you courage, I don't know what will. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Just, just 
in, incredible, man. So it was that episode, and then it was episode five, where basically it was the first time Montrose, Atticus's dad, was able, was able to feel like liberated with his sexuality. He's basically a gay black dude in the 1950s. Like that's that's a horror movie in and of itself. You know what I mean? Yes. So it was the first time he was able to feel liberated and it, the scene felt so like transcendent. You know what I mean? Even if like you're not a gay person or you're not, I guess, black even, right? But just seeing the scene where it's like, you can really feel like, oh man, like it's touching. When you feel that point of whatever you aim in for in your life, and you feel like, oh my God, I feel free. You know what I mean? To liberated, be yourself. Empowered. Yeah, man. Yeah, to be yourself. That was yourself. a big scene. Definitely. And then in that episode, that's when Ruby turns white. Yeah, so that's so that's that's perfect. So let me ask you about this. So in that episode, I was I was going back and forth about how I feel about about Ruby. So in that episode, she basically tech again, spoiler alert, she basically have like a like the metamorphosis spell and literally turn into a white woman. Tell me you wasn't she, judging her. Were you judging her? Or you were just no, like, I understand. I understand. I wasn't judging her because it's like what would you do if you turned into a white woman? You would do all the stuff that you can do right now. And they get to do it at such liberties. You know what I'm saying? So right. it was very interesting to see what she did, which was what? Go get a job that she can't get. You know, it, it was very sitting in the park, you know, just chill out. And I really, I really liked how they did that. And I think people who who say that they wouldn't aren't are lying to themselves. Like who wouldn't take it? Like you know, just to experience what life would be like. Right. You know, and it's not like she wanted to stay that way. Right. You know, but she just knew that, like, damn, life is really a lot easier like this, and it's it, it, it's so frustrating because. It, it's true right and I, I like what you said there too because the way they the way they explained the sh- well well uh, i guess the way they portrayed it it wasn't shown like it was like a um rejection of her blackness she wasn't she wasn't doing it because she was like oh i just hate being black it was just like mm-hmm. what we said like that need to feel free to just mm-hmm. do what you want to do you know what i mean i just like the way they they did that whole episode because you could have easily turned it into, oh, yeah, she has sellout. And that wasn't the message they were trying to give. You know what I mean? That's why the show is a goddamn masterpiece because it just has layers. You know what I mean? It has layers to it. There's nuance to it. And they just did a lot of things really, really well. They Are did. In- I was just going to say the line, one of my best, one of my favorite lines in the show, who are you uninterrupted? You know, that, that came from the episode. I thought that was dope. That's a bar. But uh, go right ahead, Joe. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, you asked me. I- I'm just gonna break down all the episodes I like. I was <laughs> waiting for you to talk about the last one that you like. Okay, right. So yeah, so like episode, <laughs> episode nine, right? That was incredible, dude. With a Tulsa mascot, because again, with Montrose, he have a lot of it the heavy, heavy stuff. And it you was have, very heavy. Yeah. So before the episode, you have Atticus and Montrose going through like a crossroads because. Mancho is basically a terrible father, abusive father. But in this episode, we find out why. Because the level of abuse he suffered from his dad because his dad figured out, yo, he's gay. But his, obviously, his father couldn't handle that. Black dude in the 1920s, he, he couldn't handle it. And he was basically <laughs> just taking it out on Mancho. So you have that. And then Mancho has to go back in time and relive a moment where 
one of the most stressful events of his life because obviously it's a massacre, but then he lost his friend slash, I guess, like lover or potential lover that he just loved him so much. Mm-hmm. And Tick is not being very um, understanding. Right. Like the guy is falling apart. Like he's li- you literally took him back in time to the probably the most horrific, traumatizing part of his life. And you're yelling at him while he's taking a drink of alcohol. <laughs> like, he's not together right now. And a lot of times, this is why I, I kind of liked Atticus. But he had a lot of selfish ways about him. Um, and this episode's really heavy because imagine being gay in the 1920s. What? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. And then imagine, and then witnessing your best friend get killed in front of you. And then it's like, imagine you could go to the past, right? Mm-hmm. and you are told that you cannot change anything but you desperately want to change this thing that happened because it was so traumatic and you're forced to sit there and watch it happen again because you literally can't change it and i think that a lot of people would struggle with that decision oh yeah for sure you basically have to not just remember it but like completely relive the most traumatic moment of your life and um, what you said earlier about Atticus, him being selfish a lot of times during this show, it reminded me of another line that I loved. Letty told him, like, she said, stop acting like this is your, stop acting like you're the center of the fucking universe. This isn't only happening to you. You know what I mean? And she had a exactly. line. She was like, everybody here, everybody here done died already except for you. And I was just Bitch. like, oh my God. Like, Yo, and it's true, you know, and like one thing I love about this show, though, it's how they intertwine history with like now, like how how they did it, because Tulsa really happened and Tulsa wasn't the only place in the United States that was bombed like this, where black people lived. Right. And when I saw the show, I didn't know that they literally came through on airplanes and dropped bombs. That is crazy. Ridiculous. Like, just unthinkable. By order of the president. Yes. That, that's crazy. And and in the show, like, you know, the, him, his brother, and the, I guess the, the girl, which is would have been Tick's mom, like, they were the only survivors, like, for him, like, you know, in the show. And you're bonded for life. <laughs> if something like that happens to you and your friends, that's it. Like, you guys are bonded for life. And it's sad that you're bonded through trauma. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's trauma bonding, real thing, man. Like, and yeah, man, because like I'm glad you mentioned that because obviously, like, it comes up again that um we believe Montrose, we were led to believe from the beginning of the show that Montrose was his dad, Atticus's dad. But then it came out that yeah, it might not be your who you think is your uncle. Might, <laughs> your uncle might be your daddy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you never know. 50-50, I guess. You you, you never know. Um, I kind of picked up on that in the sec- the first episode when he had the picture of her in his wallet. Yeah. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That don't look like um, right. Hippolyta. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fox, Fox. Like, th- th- again, like, this show was so incredible, but it had so much foreshadowing. You know what I mean? Like you said, that picture that he had of Atticus's mom mm-hmm. and um, the line that they, they, they talked about it in the beginning. Um, and they brought it up in the end. It's like people who experience the, like, the deepest sorrow are capable of like the greatest joy. Yeah, from um, Alexander Dumas, the guy who wrote The Count of Monte Cristo. 
Right. And right. I didn't know he was a black guy until this show. And I was like, damn, he wrote that classic? Wow. <laughs> they didn't even tell us. So the, the original line is... Oh, yeah, you get a he, line. Thank you so much. I, I was struggling yes. trying to find a paraphrase. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it says, he who has felt the deepest grief is best able to experience supreme happiness. And... That, that shit is deep like it's true like when you go through such a hard time like you're able to withstand you're able to have so much joy in your heart after you gotta make sure that you do though because a lot of times people will go through trauma and grief and 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 it hardens their heart and they shouldn't and so. i think atticus really thought the trauma and grief that he was going through with his father was personal but when he went back into time i think that's when he started to gain the understanding when he actually saw the connection and that goes back to the whole generational trauma because like we know our parents probably didn't have the best life and then their parents didn't and then their parents before that so it's like even here in the caribbean you know we experience it but we try to act like we don't you know you shouldn't really be beating your kids the way that you know your parents got beaten further on like it, it you know and nowadays when our generation are like well i don't want to beat my kids people look at us like we're crazy and it's like when does it end like when do you stop that trauma you know right right no no definitely for sure man like that and that's that's why i keep saying like this is a masterpiece because it does so much in a relatively small amount of time and it does it so well you know what i mean you mm -hmm. have the, the the historical moments you have the horror elements you have um like you said the the the, the magic you know what i mean all the different magic the the the, the effects the traveling the mm -hmm. different parallel universes they do all of that well a lot of messages about black men versus how we view black women and they throw in some stuff about um black gay people they did all of that and they even had some drag queens in there too. You know what I mean? They had everything in 10 episodes. They didn't, and they didn't like force feed it down our throat, right. if that makes sense. Like right. it was really painted nice. So I'm going to talk about my favorite episodes. Take the floor, take which, the floor. Which is practically a whole thing. But <laughs> right, I'm right. just going to touch on a, <laughs> I'm just going to touch on a few. Um, I like, not that I like, but in the episode three where they're in the haunted house and you discover that this doctor was legit doing experiments on black bodies. These things happen. They would find black people on the street, kidnap them, take them to wherever their lab was, slice them open and try to figure out, oh, that's where your liver is. Oh, that's where your colon is. And a lot of times in medical history, they don't talk about you know the names or the where the bones of your body is because they would legit experiment on slaves. And that is scary. And the fact that they showed it, it was really good highlight because, you know, a lot of people don't know, like, yo, this used to actually happen. And no one cares if someone, some black kid is missing. Back in those days, it's now still, but like, know, you know, right? no, now one, still. <laughs> no one really cared back then. It's like, oh, well, you know, and that was intense. My other episode that I liked was episode four, A History of Violence, when they meet the lady who's um Arawak. Yes, that was dope. Yeah, Yahime or something like that. Yahime. That was Yahima? Dope. Yahima? Yahima? I don't... Yeah, and I think you're right. Yahima. Yeah. 
and I was like, yo, she's speaking our language because, you know, Arawaks are from, you know, sure. here. <laughs> right. And, so I was super excited and I wanted to see like, man, where are they going to go with this girl? Like, you know, she's going to read the tightest pages. She's going to figure everything out. And then here comes Montrose <laughs> and just kills her. <laughs> man, like a dog, man. Kill her just rootless. Um, but I read somewhere that the, um, the lady who does this, the, um, Misha Green, she didn't know what to do with her character. So she says she kind of regrets the fact that she killed her off. Because she didn't know exactly like where her story was going to go in a sense. So yeah, that was disappointing. I could kind of see that though. Because once they, you know, they they freed her, you know, from I guess the curse that Titus put her on and they saved her from whatever that on the on the water type of situation or whatever. It was I'm trying to think about it too. Obviously, I'm not Misha Green. I'm nowhere as good at at, at yeah. I mean, I get is, why. Mm-hmm. What would you really do? Like, what will you do with her next? You have to keep her trapped in a room, just writing stuff. Like, what are you gonna do with her? I don't know. Yeah, like what, I was what just would you really captivated her? by her. I was like, oh, yeah. What's Yeah, that that was so dope, man. Like, man, just they just did such a such a damn good job with 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 all mm-hmm. of this. But um, any other episodes you really I, like? Of course, <laughs> I done. I liked um meet me and Daegu. Um, uh, when we when we follow Jihai and and it's all in Korean, perfect. Really happy that they did that because it's like we're in Korea, so we speak Korean. So you know you have to follow along, and I think her story was very interesting because you didn't expect her to turn into that monster. Did you guys expect her to turn into that monster? No, I thought she was looking for her husband. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't I, that type I kinda of date. did because because somebody somebody in the program who name isn't Joy spoiled me. Oh, <laughs> I really oh. liked it, and I thought it was very um. She had to go through a lot, you know, because she literally saw Tick kill her friend. Right, and then like you fall in love with him, so then you have this conflict of the heart, and it's like, damn, this might kill my friend, but. I love him and maybe he could see me not as a monster that I am. Right. You know, and then right. it falls apart. <laughs> right. And I, I glad you brought that up because like I really like how they were kind of using their lives as parallels, basically. Yes. Um monsters. You know, right, right. Like, you know, like you have a choice between and, and I know I'm I can't quote it right now because it, it's off the top of my head, but <laughs> it was basically like basically choosing not to be a monster, you know. And being mm-hmm. a hero instead of being a monster, just being the best you can despite what everybody is trying to make you to be. You know what I mean? And I just loved how they played that off of each other. So um, I'll let you get to more episodes you have if you have them. But question, uh-huh. okay, should Atticus, again, I mean, if you're still listening and you realize there's a bunch of spoilers, again, I'll give another spoiler warning. Should Atticus have stayed with Jaya or do you think he should have been with uh, Letty? I don't know. I think Letty, you know, because um, he wasn't ready for um, Jaya. Mm. She thought that he could, she could show him who she truly was and he would have understood because he's a monster too because he was killing people just because over yeah. in the war. Right. And um. You know, he got freaked out and left. So, 
Mm-mm. I think Letty. Okay. Okay. But I didn't like how he tried to downplay his relationship with Gia. Like he was just like, "Oh, what we had wasn't real." Yeah, it was. You were scared. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Just you so you were sure. This is my first time. You come on. <laughs> you guys were what bonding through movies and books. Just, just stop it. <laughs> I like to see the arcs being fulfilled. You know, as you said, they did become heroes in the end. Spoiler coming right now. They both sacrificed <laughs> themselves for a greater cause. Tick died, unfortunately. Before uh, we talk yeah. about the finale. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go, go, go. No, I was just saying you know, they they both um you know did something um rather uh exemplary. And uh yeah, they became heroes in the end and uh changed their fate as monsters. Go right ahead. So my next best episode, um, I like when Hippolyta turned into like whatever she could be when she named herself. Um, and she was like a warrior that was dope. But I really liked the one, the episode with D because she was by herself. And it was really scary. Because, you know, no one is like looking after her in the whole episode. Everyone's like, oh, where's D? Oh, you know, whatever. And she's literally like <laughs> running for her life. And she's trying to like tell all the adults like, yo, this is what's happening. And everyone right. is ignoring her in some way. And it was very important because that's how it is for little black girls. No one takes us seriously. Everybody ignores us. Everyone thinks that we're older than how we are. And it was just a very perfect way that society view little black girls in this episode. And I don't know if people noticed that or it went over their heads. That's an excellent point. I was definitely extremely frustrated to see a cast of people who are fighting monsters, demons, and witches for the whole show, not believe D and what she was going through. <laughs> I was um, just like, guys. <laughs> I really wanted to back somebody up. But um, yeah, and by the way, those those little girls, the car- the costume design, boy, out of all the stuff in the show, those little girls, if I see them in the middle of the night, your boy gonna pass out, man. Those are some okay. scary characters right there. But um, yeah, these are a tough girl. And I like how she stand up. She stood up to the cops at one point in the episode or the next step. Brave. Yeah. She was brave. She was real brave. Yeah. All right, you ready to talk about the finale? I'm ready. I'm gonna let y'all go first. No, nah, no, nah, I could tell you have strong feelings. I, nah, I could, nah, I nah. Go, 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 go. How was um, the finale for you? <laughs> I liked, I liked it. Um, but I will say though, I liked it. But I still think if I had to pick one, I think nine is the best one. The uh, Tulsa massacre. I, I think because the finale came right after that one, anything after that wouldn't be as satisfying. Um, but I liked ten. But I will say though, I did have to go back and kind of watch the little flashback scene when you could see through Kumiho that she could she saw everything that Atticus did before he was basically a lamb to the slaughter so when, when I rewatched that little flashback then I was like okay it allowed me to like 10 a little bit more but but as soon as I watched it I was just like this is good but it's not episode 9 but a flashback helped me say okay all right this is still pretty good so that's basically how I felt about the last episode I I also enjoyed the last episode. I think that uh, Lovecraft Country is good right where it is with just one season. Uh, I did want some Same. more fighting and action, some more magic. You know what I mean? Lifting telekinesis, lifting stuff off the ground, snake yes. flying, you know, <laughs> teleportation. 
all types of stuff. But, um, you know, I didn't really get that, but that, that's okay. Um, someone pointed this out. This is not my thought. I saw someone say that um, you could see that, uh, what's her name? Wasn't the real, what's her name? Christina. Christina? Took the, Ruby. You could see that Ruby wasn't herself because in the beginning, the first episode, she said, I would never sing that life is but a dream song or something like that. And she was singing it on the way down in the last episode. Did not catch that. Someone, I yeah. a friend a, of mine on my timeline caught that. That's an excellent catch. Wow. You see what I mean? With the layers in this damn show. Don't you make me rewatch this show again. You make me rewatch this show again, man. Just excellent. Props to my, my timeline. I don't want to put him on the spot to use the government name, but yeah, he called that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed the, uh, the last episode. You know, I like, um, I'm still a little puzzled. I need to rewatch a few things myself because Dee killed Christina and she said, she said to her, you still haven't learned. And I haven't really fleshed that out as of yet, you know, what she actually meant by that. But um, yeah, there's some things there. Did you know that D was going to be the one with the robot arm when, when Tick talked about someone pushing him back into the portal? Uh, no. No, matter of fact, thank you for bringing that up because I thought they would actually be able to heal D's arm once they mm -hmm. got the connection with the ancestors and all that stuff. I thought they would fully regenerate her arm. I didn't think that she'd need a robot arm, but um, I didn't catch that either. So I need to go back and look for that robot arm pushing him through the portal. But it doesn't show it. He didn't say it. Oh, mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. I, and, and I'm glad before I let you go, I'm glad you brought <laughs> up the fact that he went to the future. I forget to, to bring that up. I loved how they were playing up like the whole thing. You know, we on the edge of our seat. We want to know how, how he going to defeat these magical white people, these terrible people, as you know, in, in combination with racism and everything else. Right. And I love the fact how they just dropped the fact in that, you know, he went into the future. He have his family story. And I basically like emphasize the whole point about like destiny. And even though I know that the only way for us to win is for me to sacrifice myself to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to go through with this terrible, literally being a sacrifice, getting drained like a lamb. Like it was tough and do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just do it anyways. Cause you know, this, this is going to make the whole team win. Like they slice masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Well, see, that's All character right. growth. He wasn't nice. selfish anymore. Right. Eh? <laughs> In the end, the literally right. the last episode. <laughs> okay. Like I agree with you. Um, JG, I don't think it needs to be a season two. Um, the finale wasn't as strong as the other episodes. I love that D got the arm, but kind of sad that she couldn't keep her innocence. Like, why kill Christina? Literally anybody else could have killed Christina. Why it had to be D? I mean, it looked cool. You know, it was dope. But it's like, damn, she couldn't just be innocent all the way to the end. Like, why? But it's cool that she had the little pet thing with her. Um, I actually wanted Christina to win in some kind of way. I felt that she was such a complex villain. She had this air of mystique about her and you wanted to know more. And she was always honest with her intentions. She was like, yeah, I, I just gonna need Atticus blood. Like, <laughs> you know, she never not showed who she really was. Um, that's why I was a little disappointed in the end that they didn't show her displaying her magic and there wasn't no big like 
fight scene like Hippolyta didn't come through with all her warrior skills that she learned and I was just like you know they just had Christina roll out and just like yes I'm the villain here I didn't like that at all I swear she was gonna put up like a real fight also I did not like how they killed Ruby off screen the fact that they built up her character and we wanted to know more and like her arc and everything. And then they just decided, oh yeah, Ruby's dead. I'm her. I was just like, what? I felt like they should at least showed Christina and Ruby have that interaction because I feel that she did kind of like Ruby at some level, you know, but she just was more so like, yeah, I like you, but you're getting in the way of what I intend to do and what I intend to do is going to outweigh how much I like you. And right. it should, they should at least show that conflict in her to make her look even more somewhat human and more complex instead of just being like the super villain, I'm all bad, you know? And I, I didn't like that. And last but not least, how the hell did they learn the language of Adam so fast and <laughs> con concise? Because if it hey. was me, I would have been out there fumbling words, shaking in my boots. I, <laughs> I would have not been able to project that annunciation as well as Letty did. So I must commend her. And that's all I have to say about Lovecraft. <laughs> For now. To follow up on what you said about Christina, who's one of my, you know, basically my favorite character because she's just so cunning. I actually didn't see the finale going the way it did. I didn't think Ruby would go along with that and give them Christina's blood. I didn't think she would. I didn't think she liked Atticus. I didn't think she was she won't go against Christina, honestly. Also, uh, there was a small point where they showed that Christina was a little bit more complex than just being a supervillain because she was talking to Ruby about how if my experiment fails, I kill the last of my family for no reason. So I was saying, okay, she does have, you know, some type of consideration for only living family member, cousin Atticus, but they didn't really do anything with that. But that kind of made me think they would find a different way to figure everything out. But um, they didn't. <laughs> so, well, speaking of her complexity, I will, I will give her this. She wasn't my favorite character, but I liked her a lot. I was, when she was on screen, she did an excellent job. But Did you know she was William? No, I had, I had no clue. I should have known, though, but I had no clue. I just figured... They're weird. They're magical white people. It's okay that they kind of look alike. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, whatever. I, right? I predicted it in the first episode because I'm like, wait a minute. They're nice. never in the same scene together. Something's off. And then you see them again. No, you see them separate. And you're like, yo, what is happening? See, what my thing was, I thought they were both, I thought they had different goals. So I thought one was scheming in the background doing something else while the other one is on screen. So that was why I, was like, I thought they had different goals. I thought, I thought they were going to contradict each other. But mm -hmm. you know, like, like you said, you called it. But the one thing I did like, though, that shows that she did care about Ruby is that um, if we remember, I think it was episode eight or, eight or nine, whichever one it was, she took the invulnerability spell off of her, but she put it back on her. She put the, on I Ruby, think, yeah, or, or Letty. On sorry, she put it back on Letty. Yeah, and that was that was her little love for Ruby showing up there. That she didn't let her. Remember, she said, "Promise you won't hurt my sister." So even though she pushed her off the tower, she put an invulnerability spell back on her 
So that shows that she did care about Ruby and it wasn't just manipulation. So I like that. Like I said, that's why I, just I wanted love the way a better end. Yes, you're correct. This is why I wanted like a better end for her. And I was and it was a kind of letdown, man. That's just me. Yeah. And I thought I thought it was really hot that like Ruby got to sleep <laughs> with both William and Christina. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was she was getting it in. She was getting it in throughout the show. I mean, I would interchange as a guy for fun too like why not would you guys change into women or that's that's too much i i don't know man i i don't i don't <laughs> think so that's that's something i would have to like think about but i don't i don't think i don't know i ain't thinking about it i think i'm good right here <laughs> JG, all right man, this is it's the getting show. weird <laughs> yeah jg so now i have this conversation on a recorded media my son you guys got some good ideas, man. Because honestly, I thought William was just a security guard. Tell you the truth. Like, okay, there he is. Yeah, you need right. a housekeeper. You know, it's a big mansion. But go ahead. Right. No, no. no. <laughs> well, it's actually, Lovecraft is a book, you know. And um, I definitely want to read it now. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I would want to read it. But it's just like, after you hear about how ridiculously racist this dude is, that's going to be in the back of my head. I should like though. Facts. No, no, big facts. Big facts. Big facts. But yeah, no, for sure. For sure. He was very uh, influential on the whole, that whole genre in general. So wait, no, no, no. The guy who wrote Lovecraft Country isn't HP Lovecraft. Oh no, okay. You meant the specific Lovecraft. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Lovecraft Country. I I thought you meant like the original Lovecraft, some of his stuff. My bad, my bad. Oh yeah, no. His (laughs) stuff is but a lot of almost everybody takes their ideas from him, but he's just, Facts. you know, OD yeah. racist. He was just like, yo, Facts. white people are superior. <laughs> Black people come from monkeys. Like, I was just like, damn. And, you know, um, if you notice in the first episode, Montrose touches on that mm-hmm. with yep. Tick. Like, why you want to read these books? And the man is racist. Right. But, yeah. Right. We like yeah. what we like. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much, man. Pretty much. But, um, yeah, so I guess before before we wrap up our our beautiful see, I, I'm happy that everybody liked this show as much as me. It's I'm smiling right now. I appreciate it. So before we wrap up, I feel like this show had like um some amazing lines. So anybody had any favorite lines that they kind of wanted to to touch on? I said it earlier. Okay. <laughs> About grief. Well, so <laughs> since, since, since I got it wrong, repeat it, repeat it again. You know what I mean? To make up for, for my mistake. <laughs> my mistake <clears throat> all right he who has felt the deepest grief is best able to experience supreme happiness mm-hmm. it's even better the second time jg what about you i'm gonna stick with the la- who are you inter- uninterrupted right, uh, right i just thought that was dope i'll just stick with down okay dope well i, I had a couple of questions real quick um I liked um during uh, Hippolyta's episode where she was basically um being able to name herself anything and just do whatever she wanted. She had a quote Amazing. where she says, um, and I hate me for letting them make me feel small. Talking about white people, basically talking about how obviously, you know, black people around the world is not always you no know, peachy keen for us, you know, but um still shouldn't let them make you feel away. Even though they're terrible and wrong, it is it, not your problem, it's the racist people problem. So I, I like that she was talking about that. And kind of reclaiming her image of herself. Yes. However, that reflects racism, but it also reflects her husband, George. Facts. And it's totally relatable as a woman 
when we are far more superior and we're stuck in these situations with small-minded men and like you love me for my fire but yet you helped smother it you didn't let you didn't let me go on blazing right you know so and 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 i love that it's a good line that you said because a lot of women we shrink ourselves down so you know Sorry, I lost my chance. We just shrink ourselves down and we do it in our love life. We do it in our career. Sometimes we might do it in our friendships. And it's really important not to do that because it's like you're, you're, you're um, betraying a part of yourself, you know? And a lot of times when women, like when we get married and we, you know, we have children, we do all these things, we forget that we are our own individual. You know, we have all of these other things about ourselves that's outside of being a wife, outside of being a mother. That's why that episode was so good. And then in the end, she finally chose, you know what? I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to go back to it. I don't know if I would have gone back. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. You know, and and that's what I like about it because it was a tough choice. Because if you can name yourself anything and it happens, come on. Yeah, that's a lot. But it just shows it just shows the dynamic of a woman, you know. She's a nurturer. She's gonna wanna be with her little baby. Fox, Fox. And I like I like that you brought up that point, man. Because exactly the point that you brought up was just again, another great thing about that show is that through the different lines, and obviously that episode, they kept talking about like the intersections of like black people you know so it wasn't just all about articles about the black women as well you know mm-hmm. so like that's a, that was a perfect example of, that you brought out there of like why the show is so excellent man but yeah i, I love that line and um this had another one that i just thought was hilarious when christina was telling um <laughs> i'm not sure if it was george or it was Attica. she was just like my father would never fraternize with the kkk they're too poor like i, I was dying I was, I was dying when she Bro, said that. bitches. <laughs> I was dying when she said that. Just, just, just laughing, man. And then uh, when she when, when Tick, dumbass, was trying to shoot a white woman in broad daylight, she was like, Tick, you need to be smarter than this. You know you can't just go around killing white women. I was like, damn. She right. <laughs> and what was, was he really, what was he trying to accomplish pulling up to the witch's domain? with a gun i was just like oh man he is not the smartest one in this show <laughs> man hey that's all he had okay joy all he had was a tool okay she had every tool she had a magic and everything all he had was that tool that's all he had okay? oh man <laughs> but yeah man so excellent show if you survived the 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 barrage the minefield of spoilers and thank you, you ain't thank watching. you <laughs> um definitely check it out man um it's on uh basically anywhere you anywhere you can find hbo stuff i watched it on our hbo max and fun fact if you're sorry anybody who's back home in the va but if you're up in the states um in the mainland if you have at&t um for some packages you can literally get it free for several months if you already have a certain internet package or or whatever so that's how i got it so um yeah look into that you know what i mean it'll save, it'll save you 15 dollars a month you know what i mean so so, <laughs> so look into that man but and every time i want to cancel my hbo some new shit comes out <laughs> <laughs> right right. it's like here we go again right right 
plus for plus for me. I can't ever cancel HBO because I love The Wire and I rewatch it probably a couple times a year. Uh, so I, I I always keep it, man. But I feel you. I feel you. HBO uh, keep 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 the hits coming. So you 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 can't cancel. And if you do, you just have to resubscribe again, man. But The Wire is police propaganda. Oh no, we're not doing that. No, no, we're not doing that. Uh-oh. I got greatest shows of all time. Joy, Joy I, I was about to schedule your next visit. And, delete, and you delete, do... take her off. <laughs> delete, I'm about to mute your mic, man. Not even cut the car, just mute your mic so I can look at you while you can't speak out of it. But um, but um, yeah, man. So shout out to the wire. You know what I mean? And any wire right. fans listening. That's right. Um, Be more. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore. Um, but yeah, man. So that was it for Lovecraft Country. And and to finish up our what we care about segment, JG, what have you been caring about th- uh this week? It's it's hard to beat Lovecraft Country, but just to shake it up, I've been watching something called The Haunting of Blind Manor. So a character named uh what's her damn name? Danny Clayton <laughs> is hired by Henry Wingrave to basically be a nanny for his orphan twins Uh, these all of these characters have suffered through uh, traumatic experiences and are haunted by the ghosts of their past so that was like a double entendre you know like a pun but Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah so you know it's kind of it's kind of psychological you know they have some real trippy episodes that are also kind of time travel themed um there was another show they had called the haunting on hill house which was like jump out are you scary like the first episode got a ghoul in your face right there waiting to scare you but this one is more of a slow bond so you know you gotta have some patience i thought it was all right it's okay i haven't finished it as of yet i didn't really think it was that scary but they're actually people who um you know they're experiencing some insomnia after watching this show and they just can't sleep um according to some of these articles here's one tweet here from twitter Am I spiritually cleansing the mirror at four in the morning? Yes, it is because of the haunting of Blind Manor. Absolutely. So, um, so people are losing their heads right now watching this show. You know, people have re- got some real regrets. But um, I, yeah, just check it out. Check it out. Let me know if you were scared. You know, some people think it's an amazing show. Some people like me are kind of like, eh. Um, let me know how you feel about it. Write on the show wherever you want to do. Shout at me in Twitter, wherever. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Check it out. I heard, I heard people say it was alright. Right. Like, it was, eh, it's alright. So I don't know if, like, I want to engage because I don't really like scary things because at nighttime, I just think about it and then I get scared. So, <laughs> scary movies ain't for me. Definitely. Well, you know, it's Spooktober. I'm checking for everything <laughs> scary. That's right. Let them uh, know. You know. If you want some, matter of fact, I think the scientists concluded that a movie called Sinister, which came out a couple years ago, is like one of the scariest movies of all time because they like read the heart rates and the heart rates were the highest in Sinister during different scenes in Sinister. So, yeah, it is kind of a creepy movie. Why you want to put yourself through that? (laughs) Why? They looking for that rush, man. They look. They looking for that that adrenaline rush, man. Like that got to be what it is, man. But not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, because we, we... sometimes, you know, for me, um, scary movies. I feel like the scary movies are the ones that are true life, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because you know they never found that guy, and he was really out there like killing people, and that's scary, to me. No, yeah, like yes. all the ones that you know you jump. You know, the ghost is behind the door. Like, you know, like predictable ones. Like, eh. But, mm-mm. 
I'm sorry, I'm good. I'm good on those. Through the Silence of the Lambs. Uh, there was another one that I saw about this Australian dude that was like kidnapping tourists and just torturing them. And that was actually yes. based on a real dude who they never caught as well. So yeah, those people are like, they were still out there Sick. doing whatever they're doing. Some crazy stuff. But um, yeah, I don't go down those dimensions. I'll stick with Casper I- for now. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's why we, we, we let JG handle the spooktober over here. October, that's his month. That's his month, man. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, so that was basically it for what we care about. Now it's time to transition to what intrigues us in Nerd Realm. We got some, some interesting topics for you guys coming up here. All right, so quick little break time. And if you want, run, do something real quick. You know what I mean? Anybody want to grab no. something to drink, anything? Okay, cool. All right. I good. This is where I gonna cut for the two part, and then we gonna do the rest for me the second part. Okay. Do you have the sea moss boiling right now? Yeah. I, I didn't drink the sea moss. Yeah, I had a drink today. Yeah. I'm trying to make children. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. Strong out here. Not at all. <laughs> we gonna cut this part for sure. So add it in. <laughs> 